Blog Talk Radio. presentation of the Antigua and Barbuda 40th Anniversary Independence Show. We want to just welcome each and every one of you out there in Radio Land and those of you who are on board with us already. But let me just firstly introduce my co-host and friend all the way in the Netherlands, Cheryl Joseph. Good evening to you, Cheryl, and how are you? How is the Netherlands? Good evening, Leon. It is one o'clock in the morning here, Ooh. and um, yes, and uh, <laughs> I guess everything is okay. Everybody's asleep. <laughs> yes. yes, everybody's asleep. And what a what a what a lady that you were able to set up to be with us to present this show with me. We're hoping to hear from some other guests so far, but we have. Online also we have Ivor Henry and we have is it Donna Debbie is on with is on with us as well as well. And just wanna just open the line just in case they would want to say hi, hello to us before we begin. But as we usually do at the commencement of each show, we ask we ask God's presence into our house. And I go like this. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you, we thank you for your giving us this opportunity to be able to present yet another show. Thank you for everything you have provided so far. I pray you just let this show go on without any interruption. Lord, thank you. We bless and pray for the country of Antigua and Barbuda as they celebrate 40 years of independence. We trust that you just guide the nation. We ask that you bless our Prime Minister, Honorable Gaston Brown, and the leader of the opposition, the Honorable Jamal Trimble, members of the cabinet and the members of parliament and those who are in power to lead this country. We pray for the country as it goes through one of the greatest setbacks in terms of the COVID-19, and we trust that you may relieve them of all this in the near future. We are grateful for all that you have done for us, and we pray you help those who are sick, those who are not able to be with us tonight, we ask that you touch their bodies and heal the nations that are suffering from the pandemic. And we trust that all will be well with us this evening. In your precious name we pray. Amen. 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 And, amen. amen. and uh, good evening. Come on in. Is it Dawn or Debbie? Debbie, this is Debbie. Good night. How are you tonight? Just wanted night, to wish Jenny. all my my countrymen um, a happy 40th um, independence as we celebrate um, a milestone, and we look forward to many more years to come. 
with God, grace, mercy, preservation, that we will do this. And thank you so much for having us on the show. Yes, indeed. We are grateful for your presence. Yes, indeed. We are grateful for your presence. And I'm sure you know Cheryl. Cheryl said she knows you from a long time. Am I correct in saying that, Cheryl? Okay. I know Dawn. You know Dawn? Yes, okay. you know Dawn. Oh, Dawn, okay. Well, let's invite, let's invite the Prime Minister of Antigua to give us his remarks, his message, Honorable Gaston Brown. Today is no ordinary day in history of our beloved yes. nation. on November 1st, 1981, was the most decisive moment in our nation's history. Our people took charge of our own fears, resting them at last from the grip of a colonial power that for centuries kept previous generations either enslaved or exploited and in a state of development. We owe an historic debt of gratitude to all those generations of our forebears despite the most severe of punishments and deprivation, never relinquish the ambition of freedom or the struggle to attain it. It falls to us to honor their lives, their unrelenting fight, and their sacrifice. I know that the things that unite us, such as our forebears, that you honor, me? our shared hopes and common aspirations, were you calling me? and our love for our country, far outweigh what us. And so on this day, we reaffirm that despite our political persuasion and other differences, we are one nation under God. That whether we claim to be Antiguan or Barbudan or both, we are one nation indivisible. That irrespective of our religion, color, creed, or class, we are all one people, one nation with a common destiny. That is why today, hands on our hearts. Through the travail we now endure with the COVID-19 pandemic and any future trials we may face, we pledge ourselves to each other and to our common cause of continued freedom and the shared purpose of making prosperous our beloved country. Fellow citizens, our generation is obliged to record the struggles and the names of those who made possible our freedom our rights, our capacity to make decisions about our own affairs and our advancement. In this connection, I propose to request the Vice Chancellor of the University of the West Indies, in association with the principal of the Five Islands Campus and the Ministry of Education, to commission a textbook on the many struggles that brought our country from plantation slavery and colonialism to 40 years of national independence and to inscribe within it the names of all who serve in that request. My government will fund this project, for in the words of the American philosopher George Santiano, those who cannot remember the past.
years of slavery and colonialist domination. We are now politically free in an independent nation. The dreams of our forefathers have finally come through. And the battle that they have fought are now benefiting me and you. Must be recognized so that none will feel 
where its sons and daughters have taken our brand to the world stage. While democracy has stumbled in some instances, compared to many parts of the world, we have made a good showing. Further, while our social progress and economic development might have been uneven, the diversity of our population proves we have done well enough to attract others to these shores, carrying bags packed with their dreams. How did we get to this stage? On the backs of our ancestors, on the shoulders of our grandparents and parents, and through opportunities created or capitalized upon by my generation. While politicians and policymakers have had their part to play, it is through the efforts of the people that this country has survived and thrived. In these 40 years, Antigua and Barbuda have gone through challenges that included periods of serious brain drain when many of our bright and progressive minds left for better opportunities abroad and never returned. Financial shocks brought on by the world economic crisis and the crash of local investors. Political scandals that smeared our name in international circles. A series of hurricanes that devastated infrastructure and wiped out livelihoods and droughts that punish humans, animals, and crops. And now, COVID-19, whose story is still being written. But we never retreated or surrendered. We are still going forward, still on the attack, still determined to do better and win. We are a resilient people whose willingness to build back and whose ability to laugh and make a calypso out of dire circumstances have served us well through 40 years of varied political fortunes. There is nothing to suggest that the next year or decade will be any easier. As we struggle to disentangle our society and economy from this pandemic, the global competition will only get fiercer. Our people will have to decide where they want to go and how they want to get there, because the wrong decisions taken today will only blight the next 40 years. So as we look forward, I invite all nationals, citizens, and residents who call these 170 square miles home to do an examination. I encourage you to look at your leaders, all of us, over these four decades of independence and apply the test articulated by the late Joseph Calypso Joe Hunt. Have we been true to our citizens? Are we worthy of blame or criticism? Have we satisfied the majority? Have we done our duty efficiently? Moreover, since democracy is also government by the people, I now ask you to do some introspection. Search yourselves to see whether you have been the good, 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 good citizen that Sir McLean King Short Shirt Emmanuel described. Have you cast away victimization, corruption, nepotism, and set an example of a good society for the world to admire and follow? Where the honest answer does not satisfy, may I encourage you, brothers and sisters, to lean on the words of the late Sir Rupert King Swallow Philo, and let us work together through the stormy weather and file our motion into one direction. The future of this country and the fortunes of Antigua and Barbuda depend on what we, who are here now, do now. So, 
I concluded the words of Sir Paul King Obstinate Richards, who exhorted us to get up, I say, stand up, I say, let's plan and build for a brand new day. Happy 40th anniversary, Antigua Bob Eater. May we never fail to defend your liberty. Amen. Thank you so much, Leon. Okay, we are now up to something special from a special person in my life, my niece, Debbie Francis, and she's going to talk to us about the flag, the Antigua flag. Come right in, Debbie. Thank you very much, Uncle Leon. Um, You're also a very special family member of my favorite uncle. Thank you for the invitation. (laughs) Uh, to participate in this uh, very wonderful, uh, uh, you know, program on the 40th anniversary of Antigua Independence. I was uh, asked by my uncle to talk about the flag, the Antigua flag, and what it meant. And I, as I was uh, doing some research and thinking about what I learned when I was in school, I thought it would be instructive to talk about the flag before independence, between 1956 and 1962, um, and between 62 and 67, Antigua had a very different flag. They were very similar, those two flags. They, were, they both had a Union Jack in the upper left corner, and they had a coat of arms uh, in the middle of the field. And that coat of arms basically showed the uh, a little bit of the landscape and somewhat of the beauty of the, the, the island. Uh, but when you, when we got our independence and we created our own flag, it, that flag changed very drastically. Whereas the historical flag um, emphasized our subject uh, subjugation to the the British um, rule and and uh, a focus on what the landscape looked like, our new flag of independence has. Uh, focused on the black that that tells you about our African heritage. The red, which uh, in, in, in the literature today says stood for energy, but when I was in school, they taught me it was for the people's blood. The blue for the, uh, in, in today's literature stands for uh, the uh, hope. Uh, when I was a kid, it was, we, taught, we, we were taught that it was the ocean, the blue for the sea, the Caribbean sea, and white for the sand. So it has two two personalities. This flag, the flag of hope, the flag that represents uh, that stands for the people and our heritage, being in Africa, the blood of the people uh, to that brought us through chattel slavery, through colonialism, and finally through independence, and um, and also the sun, sea and sand that represents the, the landscape, the beautiful landscape, which we all grew up and lived in. Um, and the V shape of the flag stands for victory, not just victory over colonial domination, not just victory having come through hundreds of years of brutal slavery, but it, it, is, it is a victory in terms of how we approach our future how we build on strength on strength, victory over our own failings, our own weaknesses, 
victory over today's challenges. And um, I hope that this flag and everything it stands for doesn't just stand for what we have overcome in the past, but it stands for everything we will strive for in the future. Um, It will be uh, a symbol of our own values, of honesty, uh, of us upholding the highest principles of good governance, of uh, educating our people, of taking care of each other, and, uh, and of setting the best possible example for the next generation. Well, there is it, there is it from Debbie Francis, my, my niece, one of my favorites. Next up would be a song by Fiol Thorne, and we're going to be followed by two special persons. They're raising funds from Antigua. One is Debbie and one is Dawn. So listen to this song. And it's sung by one of my other nieces. And it's one that is very popular on this show. It goes like this. Wrong one. Wrong wrong song. Wrong person. Anyway, that's that's when you're not looking. But anyway, we, we definitely will. Well, why don't we bring in Dawn and Debbie? Dawn and Debbie, good evening. You got something to say? Why don't you go right ahead? You have quite a few pe- people online, and they want to hear what you have to say. Go right ahead. Well, we want go to ahead. welcome to the Cricket Show, and we want to thank you. Um, we want to say happy 40th um, Independence Celebration to all of Antiguans and Barbudans in Antigua and abroad. And we wanted to say um, we had today at the food, the soup kitchen, which we sponsored the food today, we had over 250 people um, mm. getting food today. Uh, in the line and um, in some of the communities, packages were sent to families that could not make it to the celebration. So we want to thank all, all, all who assisted us um, in in the process. Um, special thanks going out to. Um, family of the later Yoni Bailey Simon, the Trade Wind Hotel, Latoya's Cuisine, Rankin and Bernadette Phillips, Nigel's Catering, Rhonda Grant, Rancy's Kitchen, Jerry and Irish, Mystic and Leticia Lewis Bakery, The Cricket Show Incorporated, Tracy Henry and Family, Abina Set Loose, Earl Francis and his brother, um, also Diamond. Debbie, um, Denise, and Joel Omar, um, Dawn King, Roger Lake at Jump 268, Terry Andrews from ABS, Belmont Studios, especially Cameron and Jonathan Cochran, who were our photographers today, the Smile Foundation, um, Shanita Joseph, and her um, very good team of ladies that assist with her. The House of Refuge Ministry, Pastor Wendell Pete, and his um, volunteers, Baldwin Anthony, a.k.a. Split, and Gail mm. Lee. Um, and we just wanted to thank them. We have 
I'm sure numerous other people that um, helped out today, but those were the ones that we have down on paper. Um, just thank them for delivering such a beautiful meal um, today to people that due to the pandemic that has affected our little island, a lot of people out of work and a lot of people are struggling that we were able to provide a meal today. We also want to thank all who donated back-to-school items to um, our cause. We were able to give out 150 backpacks to Antigua and Bob Uden. Um We shipped Bob Uden's own. They're going to give out um, their bags. I think they gave them out today at the school. Um, so I wanted to thank all who participated also in the back-to-school drive. And for all of our listeners, as we move forward, we are planning a big children's celebration for the holiday season in December. We are looking for donations um, of toys. Um, we have children, we're going to have children-friendly meals that we can um, give out. And one of the thoughts that came to me tonight, we wanted to do something for the Fines Institute to, to support them for the holiday season too. So pampers or anything, coloring books, things that seniors like, socks, on the waist, pajamas, etc. I will forward the list to um, Leon after the show and Dennis. But I just want to thank everyone that helped out today. And we look forward to servicing our country um, with passion and with grace. Um, and that's basically it for me. Dawn? Yes. Hi. Good evening, everyone. And I would just yeah. like to follow up. Happy Independence Day to all of our viewing audience, as well as those at home in Antigua. We certainly have enjoyed some of the programs that were available for us within the past week. But my biggest thing now is our team of people. I'd like to congratulate our team. So our team is Travis Brown, Debbie, of course, myself. We also have Veronica Anthony. We have Tracy Henry. We have Shanita Joseph from the Smile Foundation. We have Pastor Wendell Pete. And we just recently have Mr. Nigel Joseph, who is one of the caterers that donated. And so the team is growing longer day by day. We really love to have to work with serious-minded people because all of us at any time in life can go through something and we don't have anywhere to turn to. So I look at our group as the people who understand and have a passion for our people, especially those in Antigua and Barbuda. And we want to give them what we call hope. When you allow a person to get hope in their heart about what's going to happen in their future, you can't ask for anything better than that because hope brings a lot. Hope brings togetherness. It brings love. It brings kindness. So the things that we're looking for in life is one of the reasons why we formed the group of people that I just mentioned and I would just like to, you know, give them a shout-out and a big up, of course, because we go through struggles of our own so we understand. And you have to have a heart for people. You can't just do this without loving your heart. And so that's the first thing. Secondly, I really am very happy that uh, all of you there, um, Leon and Dennis and I am, I believe Cheryl is there too, who I know very well. Um, I can see that you guys are very much interested in making sure that we get on the air every week so we can bring this information to you. Audience, we do appreciate you coming in tonight. 
and listening in. Okay. We just want to let you know that two of the members of the Cricket Show are on board with us this evening. Ivor Henry, he's the host of our Saturday show. And, of course, Dennis uh, Heat, he's also a member who is behind helping with the engineering tonight. So we just wanted to just open the line and see if anyone else wants to say anything to Debbie and Dawn. Uh, Dawn, they're doing an awesome job. Can I add something um, so that we have, so that we don't forget anyone on our team? It's mm-hmm. myself, Debbie Campbell, Dawn Cochran, Travis Brown, Abina St. Lucy in Antigua. Um, we have Sarah Geck, who is a part of the soup kitchen, Earl Francis, far right from the Blaze Radio Show up here. Um, Mr. Harris, um, he is an American who has taken a liking to our country and is always willing to give us the ideas. Um, he has traveled to Antigua and solidified needs in which he's willing to help us out with. Nigel Catering just came on board and passed the piece. So I just want um, also Shanitia Joseph, Tracy Henry, and Veronica Anthony. So I just wanted to make sure that we gave the complete list of all who are a part of the Antiguans and Barbudan um, team. We also formed a Barbudan team um, so that we can solidify what the need is over there um, in Barbuda. And so we are diligently working with them, and Dawn can tell you who is on the Barbudan list. Dawn? At the moment, yes. Uh, Claudine D'Souza, she is the lady that I've known and uh, became friends once we were over there and doing the assessment back in 2019, myself and Mr. Harris. And um, her cousin, Jackie Frank, is also one of the people that really assisted us in making sure we were welcomed and made sure we got a very good tour of the island, and then we discussed what the needs were, and we got a list of all of that. So we came back to our group and discussed all of these with uh, Debbie and the rest of the group, and um, Travis is one of the people that is one of the original people. And so Travis uh, talked to us quite a bit about getting ourselves out there, and so I must give it to him. He is the one that got us to start getting on the radio shows and that type of stuff. And so, but I do know one thing about the team, we're cohesive, and we do understand the need is there, and we're definitely going forward. And Debbie has been a very good leader. She doesn't take credit for that, but a lot of things that, you know, we do is sit down, and Debbie and I will stay up until late at night, back and forth, trying to make sure that we do everything that's right, 100% of the time, all the time. I'm going to open the line and see if anyone wants to ask uh, these two young ladies any questions. And, uh, of course, we just want to just invite uh, Ivor Henry and Jenny Seat if they want to say something at this point. So come on in, gentlemen. Leon, thank you for the opportunity and thank you for uh, organizing this uh, event. I am uh, very delighted to be in the company tonight of all the uh, guests and, of course, listeners. But in particular, I wanted to uh, raise a big hand to Debbie, Dawn, and, of course, the cadres of people who have pitched in with them to assist with the uh, 
Preparations and the Antigua and Barbuda Care Society. We uh, met Dawn, in fact, I met Dawn and Debbie on the air approximately two months ago, and in that time, we've come to learn a great deal about their energy, the work that they're doing, and their outreach to others who are in definite need and help. Of course, they are not finished with the job because it's only just started. And in particular, I know that the, the last thing we heard from Debbie and Dawn was that they had dreams of preparing 40 different meal types for our in celebration of the anniversary today. So before I go, I wanted to ask either one of them how successful their dream was of preparing those 40 different meals <laughs> and how close, how close were you in achieving that particular goal and was any one meal type more favored than the other? Back to you, Leah. Yes. So I, I can answer most of this question. Um, we were over 45 meals today, 45 dishes today. Um, and from what I was told was that everyone got a taste of everything and came back for seconds. So it's reference to the answer to which one was most favored. I don't think people had a favorite, but they were so overwhelmed with the fact that there was so much food. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Any Thank you both. Mm-hmm. Yes, I can tell you a little bit about the menu because I got pictures from my nephews today. Okay. Um, there is There were several different types of fish that were done. Uh, we had um, macaroni and cheese. We had plantain. We had curry chicken. We had jerk. We had uh, conch water. We had fungi. We had fungi with spinach, fungi <laughs> with okra. We also had, of course, you know, you had your rice. You know, we had lots of different types of desserts. Then we also had a bunch of different um, drinks, ginger beer, the local ginger beer. Um, that is something that I can remember off the back of my head and I can go back and look at it immediately because we have it in our um, Facebook, WhatsApp information. So let me see if I can find it so that I can read it off. Debbie, is there any... Okay, I got it now. Two pork, fried fish, fried shark, salt fish, curry chicken, jerk chicken, deer meat, beef stew, shad, Ham, turkey, punk water, chicken nuggets, rabbit meat, dukana, potato dumpling, white dumpling, fried dumpling, okra fungi, fat, um, spinach fungi, white rice, macaroni pie, pumpkin fritters, pepper pot, chop up, sauteed spinach, sauteed okra, steamed vegetables, pumpkin, sliced tomatoes, cucumbers, chewed peas, mashed Papaya, mashed papaya, whole flour, garlic bread, tamarind juice, V8 juice, ginger beer, lime squash. And I cannot think of anything else because I actually have the pictures to show these things. Yeah, because they also had plantains and they had beef 
and I saw them preparing them right there. And most of all, what was really impressive to me, they made some of their own little um, baked fried dumplings right there on the spot. So they were hot and fresh to serve today. Also, I found out that there was a church next door. They got hungry. They were working on the church, and they came over, and they were served. I know that we had meals that were sent out in different areas in Antigua, the people that are shut in. So there's no more that I can say about today other than thank God for providing those donors and everybody who was involved in preparing and planning these meals. You're going to invite... You. Um, you know, okay. Leon, you know, one, one thing I wanted to add for Debbie and, uh, and, and Dawn, and of course our listeners and guests, I'm originally from Jamaica, and I have to say that I, I went to school in the UK, and I became very endeared to Antigua because at that time when I first went to school, I was a measly, scrappy-looking uh, 13-year-old, and mm-hmm. the big boys of uh, the English situations took a liking to bullying me in that sense. And there was one Antiguan fellow. His name is Conroy. I will never forget it. But Conroy came to my assistant. He looked at those guys. He looked at me. He pointed me out and he said to those guys, you dare so much as breathe on him and you have me to deal with. So ever since then, Antigua has had a very special place in my heart. And I will never forget the feeling of help and support that I got from Conroy. Though I regret to this day, I have no idea where he is or how he's doing because after school, we went our separate ways. And I regret that very much. But thank you, Antigua and Barbuda, for your sons and your helpers like Debbie, Dawn, and all those who are thrown in with her. Thank you. And don't forget, December's coming. Thanks. Back to you. Okay, Cheryl, come on in. Cheryl, you have something to tell the folks. Oh, wait. Oh, okay. Ivor, Ivor wanted to come in. Did I hear Ivor? Yes, indeed. Uh, okay, come on in, Ivor. Good evening. Good evening. Good night. Good, good morning. I know your co-host there is doing the early morning, so I want to say good morning. Mm-hmm. I hope she has a coffee to keep her wide awake at this time. But I, I say good evening to your other panelists there as well, Don and Demi. And good evening good to... Dennis over there in California. Debbie and all the We have Debbie as well on, and we have, of course, Debbie's my my niece that talked about the flag, and she's very much oh, on. Oh yes, that. I heard her earlier, so yes, yeah, indeed. good rendition there, as mm-hmm. usual, coming from the Francis family. Well, I'll go ahead and just say congratulations to Antigua and Barbie, the great state there, twin island state, two countries, one two islands, one country. And on their 40th anniversary, hopefully this year was much better than last year. We know that the COVID was really raging last year. It's still there, but having heard the opposition give, getting a chance to, to um, I don't know if, if you were showcased on national TV or radio, but I heard you, Leanne, when you would have mm-hmm. bought it here. I think that's one way to show that a country can be together. Like Calypso Joe would have said in his in his Calypso 
although he is wearing, though he's blue, I think he said, he salute VC Bird, whose color I think was red. Mm-hmm. And we have to salute man, VC Bird too, who would have started this some years ago, 40 years ago, prior to that being the first prime minister and first um, first premier and first prime minister of Antigua and Barbuda. Let's not forget that also. And that being carried on by the other stalwarts as well. So let's hope that independence from Antigua would, would live out its true meaning of independence, where people can really get together, as Don and Debbie are doing there, trying to get together and see people as humans and not as colors or, you know, party hat or what, what have you. But all in all, 40 years, not such a long time, but be as it may, it is 40 years and they're still striving for better, I hope. And better means for people and country alike. So congratulations again to Antigua and Barbuda on their independence. Yeah, I just want to let the folks know that Ivor Henry is a, a foundation member of the Cricket Show, and um, Dennis Heat is a executive on the board of directors. So we just want to thank the Cricket Show for allowing us the opportunity to bring this special program to celebrate Antiguan Barbuda's independence, 40 years of independence. I just want to open the floor for... Cheryl, Cheryl, you had something to say to the folks, don't you? I know it's, it's past I your bedtime. So. We, 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 I know it's past your bedtime, folks. You just want to give Cheryl a, a big, big hand because she's all the way in in Holland. And it's morning time now. And she has stayed up just to be on the show. Come on in. We want to keep you awake. Keep me awake. The most important time to be awake is when I'm on the job in the next few hours. Mm-hmm. As you know, I work in healthcare, and uh, that is very strenuous work. But um, I like to say kudos to um, uh, Dawn mm-hmm. and her team for um, going out there and um, helping the people of Antigua and Barbuda. Um, I've known Dawn for a while, and um, we have been in communication quite frequently. And Mm -hmm. Dawn has a big heart. That I can say for Dawn. Um, I would like to know from Dawn and her team what motivated them to come together and form this organization. Okay. Okay. So, as you know my family very well, Cheryl, that comes from them, especially my dad, who you know. And so, in life, when he was acting in, in politics at the time, coming up, he would always tell us, so much that's given and appreciated, you have to return that tenfold to other people. That stuck with me for a long time. So I've always been like that since I've been in the United States especially. And it's carried through me. And so I have also taught that to my children as well. And so that's the motivation that I have from him. And he has very large footsteps. So I'm just trying to step into those footsteps and try to do some of the things that he used to do, as you probably know, Cheryl. Debbie? Yes. 
Hello, yes. Well, one of the things that um, I've been a seasonal professional in social work and social services for the past 25, 30 years. I've worked in schools, worked with families, etc. Um, also from Peter, my dad, um, Samuel Simon, uh, always instilled in us the most important thing. Number one was education. Number two, how you treat people is how you want to be treated. And that all always resonated in terms of what I do. So my husband and I, uh, this month is going to make our 32nd anniversary. We have always uh, learned how to give back from every year from turkeys to toy drives to, uh, you know, sometimes um, making sure that uh, other families are well taken care of. And so about three years ago, how this project, though, um, got some feet and some legs and some hands uh, was because um, we started out looking at the needs of the Fines Institute. And um, we, we revolved. We revolved a lot from that process. And uh, when we regrouped, we started to look at the whole picture, family in need of, of everything from you name it, from clothing to food to sometimes just somebody to talk to. Um, so that's how it, it, it started to evolve. And then um, it was myself, the, the three core members who started to brainstorm that Wirka, a small island in the Caribbean, and there's so many people that needed help, was myself, Dawn, and Travis Brown. And so we will get on the phone and we'll start. We're supposed to be having a 10-minute conversation that turns out to be an hour, hour and a half. And that's working. And so the other, the second part that happened was the pandemic last year. And when the pandemic happened last year, um, another individual, Ursula uh, Osborne Jackson, um, she said, "I want to do something." And so um, we did a GoFundMe event, and we raised some money, and we were able to pay off um, several people. Um, utility bills with the APUA, um, directly into APUA. And that's how we formed the connection with Pastor Pete. And so we were just building relationships after relationships. And so I started to look at the fact that I was involving all of these um, little pockets because we started out with um, Empowered Women to Empowered Women. That was 50 women that needed help. Then the Smile Foundation, we, we worked with them. We worked with the House of Refuge, and we worked with a soup kitchen. And from every package of life, we're starting to see that, number one, this people really need help. So, you know, just to answer the question in terms of how this came about, it started out like, you know, um, little baby steps um, from, um, from infancy. We're still in our infantile process in terms of trying to figure out how do we evolve and make sure that who needs to be taken care of really gets taken care of. Um, but it, it gives us a good feeling in terms of, you know what, we're actually making somebody go to sleep t- tonight that on a full stomach. Absolutely. Okay, so, so is there any follow-up questions, Karen? Hello? 
Yes. For those who are not aware of um, Dawn, who Dawn's father is, Dawn spoke about her father, and um, she didn't mention her father's name. So for those who are not aware, Dawn's father is the late Eustace Cochrane. Oh, okay. So I just want to, to throw that in because she spoke eloquently of her father and what her father instilled in her, but she never mentioned her father's name. So I just wanted to put it out there. Is Travis here? No, he's not in yet. I just yes, was trying okay. to get his connection. But um, okay. we have a guest coming up at 9, but I just wanted to know whether or not... Um, Dawn knew me because we lived we lived on on, on um, Central Street, just yes. blocks mm-hmm. up from where you guys live. So I yes. can't remember you 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 were probably a baby <laughs> when we lived there. <laughs> so probably so, but all of us are from Villa, including Debbie. And I don't yes. know if Cheryl doesn't realize that Debbie is either. If she knows Ellen now, that she used to live next to Mr. Dow in that, that house, that's Debbie's sister. And Debbie visited mm. quite frequently, and Debbie also lived at Villa. I'm surprised she don't recognize who Debbie really is. So, so, but who, mm-hmm. so if you so, want to know who Debbie is, Debbie's father was Samuel Simon, worked at Barclays Bank for years. A little short and that was yes. very pompous and very immaculate and always smelled good. Um, and he was the porter in Barclays back at high school. He walked with um, with difficulty. He had a handicap. Um, so if anybody knows him, that's that. Um, my brother, my brother is the the first pathologist on the island, Doctor Lester Simon. He's my brother, so if you can make the connection, you'll probably know who I am. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, mm-hmm. Joe is gonna make friends of, of of folks tonight. But folks, we have a guest coming on in a few minutes. So why don't you wrap up there with Dawn and Debbie? You're free to stay and come back again, but I just have to make contact with this guest from abroad. So why don't you do that? Okay. And give the numbers. We want to hear your numbers. Whenever you give your numbers that you can be reached, that is important. And every time you come, do that for us, would you? Okay, so uh, my address is um, my name, Debbie, with a Y, D-E-B-Y-C-A-M-P-B-P-L-L. NYC at AOL.com. My phone number, I can me on phone, WhatsApp, or Miss Um, It's 845 And my name is Dawn Cochrane Curtin, K I R T O N. My email is Curtin697 at gmail.com. My phone number is 785-554-5628. And we're, we're definitely needing some help with donations. Don't forget about that. And so anyone out there that's listening can contact Debbie, and she'll be able to connect with you if you want to have to give us a donation because you realize now that it goes to the people. It doesn't come to us to keep, but it goes out 
And we do have a lot of things that we send out besides uh, everything we did today. We do do, um, we send barrels of clothing and food. And food is the most needy thing for everyone, as you know. And so if they want to donate towards anything, please contact Debbie. And they can contact me as well. But I would love to say thank everybody for hosting us tonight. And we've had a long day, and we really, really appreciate you guys. Debbie? Yes, we just want to say thank you once again, and thank you um, to the Cricket Show. Welcome, Cheryl. Thank you for coming on. Um, I know what you're dealing with in terms of the time difference. My son is based in Germany. He's got over there, so when we're talking to him, we always got to figure out what's the six, seven-hour difference. But thank you guys so much so much, so much for always having us on and always giving us an audience so that we can um, talk about what our project is. One more time, would you give your numbers? Would you give your numbers quickly? My number is 845-820-6598. Email is my name, Debbie, D-E-B, B Y C A M P B E L L N Y C at A O L dot com. My number once again, eight four five eight zero six five nine eight. Be safe and be well, everyone. Happy forty in Thank you so much. And right about now it's my great pleasure to introduce one of the favorite persons I have listened to for a number of years. She is vying for the presidency of the Antigua and Barbuda Football Association. And I, from my memory, I've never heard that a lady would try to challenge the leadership of the, an organization as large as the Antigua and Barbuda Football Association. I have been, I have been, been in the position, I know it takes a lot of work and is not an easy task. So it's a pleasure to introduce Mrs. Barbara Coates. Barbara, welcome Good to Good evening. Good evening to you. Good evening. Good evening. Thank you very, very much for having me on your program, Leon Francis. Thank you very much for this opportunity. And let me once again say happy independence to all of Antigua and Barbuda. And let me, 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 me say this, because I happen to hear that you also are... You attended the Princess Margaret School. Am I correct in saying that? No, the Christ the King High School. You, oh, Christ the King. Okay, okay. So yes. I, I missed Okay, well, tell us what prompted you to be running for the presidency of the Antigua and Barbuda Football Association. Well, for me, I have been in football for the past 15 years where my son started out with the CPTSA, the Wing Sports Club, and that started out of the Catholic school. And as a soccer mom going around my children. Wings itself. In fact, I have been with Wings as the administrator, as the person responsible for football. And um, I just know that there is so much more that can be done in this time and age. And I know that I have the required skills, the leadership skills, to be able to take us to the next level. Okay. I if, saw if, that 
what had happened that I, I am a currently an executive member and I saw that there were things that can be done differently and I know that I am the person that can get them done. Now if elected, what would you bring to the table? What new ideas you, you would like to, to put into place? Well one of the things that we have to build on is we have to have a um, a structured program for our youth development. We have to revamp and, and look and see exactly what exactly do we want to have happen. Um, are we satisfied with where our football is right now? And one of the things that we want to do is, in fact, have a youth um, a league, an ABFA league. We haven't had one for maybe the past six, seven years. And for us, um, we have to make sure that the children where they are that they have the required um, skills to be able to play at the next level, um, whether it's in CFU, whether it's um, in CONCACAF. And we have to start looking towards the youth and make the necessary changes to what we say is wrong to make sure that we can get out of our zone whenever we're in a CONCACAF zone to make sure the children understand what is required of them. And one of the other things that we have spoken about and we have been presenting to our clubs is the fact that not all of the footballers, all of the children, will in fact be footballers. Some persons will need to be um, behind the scenes. So we want to look at the physical education program that is currently in schools and see how that can be expanded. As a matter of fact, I will say this, that when we started talking about this in January, um, FIFA has actually signed a memorandum of understanding with CARICOM um, they signed this in June, and they too are looking about this in terms of having some of the young persons be something like commentators, physiotherapists, journalists, and um, statisticians. And these are the things that we would want to have introduced as early as possible. Can you give us an idea as to the, your, the, the composition of your team? Yes, the team, the executive currently has nine members. There's one president, three vice president, and four executive members. No, but you oh, are five, sorry, five executive members. Right, so I am vying for the presidency. The three vice presidents are Iva Luke. His um, playing name is Ninja. Derek Edwards, or Derek Pretty Boy Edwards, Vice President. Senator Bakisha Francis James, Vice President. And the other executive members are Curtis Charles. Everybody would know that Curtis Charles, um, he, uh, he has attained the highest level for Antigua and Barbuda as an, a FIFA officiating referee. Um, then we have Arlene Josiah, Anna Lynch, Michael Douglas, and Pat Spencer from John Hughes. Those mm -hmm. are the nine of us. How how confident? Uh, well, how, what is the relationship between yourself and the clubs? Cause we have been speaking to the clubs as much as we possibly can. We don't want to bombard in too much, but when we started up with our presentations in January. Um, they were we, we were well accepted because they have indicated to us 
that this is actually the first time that they have been um, been invited to a PowerPoint presentation where they can critique it, where they can make suggestions, and no one who has vied for the presidency have ever done anything like that. So it was well received. Um, the clubs like what we are saying to them. Some of the suggestions are things that they themselves have asked for. So um, it's been a very amenable relationship between us and the clubs. In, in my day, we used to have the Governor General meeting the teams when we have a visiting oh. team. The Governor General, Sir Wilfred Jacobs, was right. the one who used to, I used to enjoy going out with him to introduce him to the teams. And I don't know if that is, is still being put, in, is still in place. Do you know? Do no, you, you... no, it's not in place. Um, the highest level that we have is our Premier Division. Um, mm -hmm. Those are games that are played on Saturdays and Sundays. Um, no, we don't have any government official who is introduced or even inspect our our, our teams. Um, I guess that is something that we should definitely bring back. That sounds like a very good thing. Yes, I used to love that. I tell you, he he comes when the. But most of when a visiting team comes, or we're playing a oh, competition, okay. not the okay. regular domestic not teams. Not the regular teams. No, no, no. just okay. all that. And another thing that I noticed when I came home last is that the recreation grounds, the, the pitch was laid east and west. Right. Is there any reason why they would change it from north to south? Not that I am aware of at all, no. I'm not sure why that was changed. Okay. I know persons would have had that conversation, but I'm not mm -hmm. sure why it was changed. And if you were elected, would you bring back the Leeward Islands Football Association? Well, I am not sure if it is necessary. There has to be an assessment done to determine yeah. if it is necessary to be to be back. I know we mm -hmm. have CONCACAF, and we do get an opportunity to play within our region. Um, sorry, CFU, Caribbean Football Union, mm -hmm. and that gives them the opportunity to play within the Caribbean. So I am not sure if the Leeward Islands will be duplicating what CFU does. Okay, I hear you. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I know yeah. for sure that we do need to have um, more regional games. Um, persons like Iva and Derek speak regularly about you know the different games that they used to play in within St. Kitts and Guilla, Things like that. So we do need to have that come back at, to an extent. Mm -hmm. Do you know if any kind of a security is being put? I mean, well, in 1976, I don't think you were, you probably were a little girl then. When mm -hmm. we went to St. Kitts, we were stoned. Have you ever heard about that? That the team was stoned in St. Kitts? No, no, no. But I know no. that rivalry that has existed throughout Antigua and Sinkits, and for some reason, we still go back to Sinkits all the time. There is that rivalry that exists. It, it, is, it doesn't, well, they, but I know for a fact that I was the manager for that Antigua team when we went there in 76, and we were stoned, and the, the ZDK sports guy, Peter Hillier, he was badly bruised and we had to oh run. wow yes what did the, 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 the security that is in place uh -huh. there is well, security well, that is in place with with games 
Um, that's a big aspect for CONCACAF and for FIFA games. Um, there's, a there's a whole security department, um, especially now. You know, you have to make sure the games are, the, the properties, um, the grounds are thoroughly inspected. No one can enter at a particular time. So the level of security is definitely there. It may not happen when we have our regular games per se, but we try as much as possible. For sure, once it's a, a regional and an international game, those things have to be in place. Mm -hmm. but, but the security I'm talking about, though, is going with the team. And when we came to the airport, there was no official came to meet us when we came in from the airport. I felt that badly. But there's some good things that happen to the Football Association and some bad things can happen. Right. There's a level of development that mm -hmm. is in keeping with the times. Mm -hmm. yes. I'm just going to open the... We used to, well, broadcasting of the regular... I don't know if it is done, the regular, the domestic season, uh, say a, a match between Empire and, say, Jets or Empire and Acme and Empire and Sugar Factory or the West Indies Oil. A, a yeah, good match. ABS, yeah, ABS yeah. does carry some of the games on Sundays. Okay. And um, I'm just going to open the line to see if someone would like to ask you a question because I know Mr. Heath, he said he wanted to talk to you because we tried getting you on a, a couple of times and... Uh, as such, we could and not. And it didn't happen. Right. Thank you. Thank you, Barbara. Good afternoon to you, and uh, welcome to the show. Thank um, you. Back, back in uh, April, I, I think it was last year, Colin James wrote an article that I came across which suggested that FIFA and CONCACAF had cautioned the Antigua and Barbuda Football Association against holding an election. Was that in 2020? What, 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 what had happened, that article came out once the um, president of the ABFA would have written to CONCACAF and FIFA um, yeah. asking about having the Congress virtually, the Congress for 2021. Right. But according to our constitution, and of an electoral congress cannot take place virtually. So they reminded us pretty much that that was not possible. You have to have a face-to-face -face electoral congress. All right. What uh, do you anticipate? With, I, I noticed that also that uh, it was claimed that CONCACAF and FIFA had instructed the Antigua and Barbuda society to revise their constitution. How did that and of course, FIFA wanted to be on site for this conference. What exactly was going on there? Can you elaborate for us and tell us what was happening? Yes, the last time the constitution was reviewed was in 2007. So FIFA found it necessary for the constitution to be revised and to be in line with some of the things that are mandated by FIFA. These would include a term limit for presidents and things like that. But what happened was that there was supposed to be consultations held with the clubs and um, so that they can have a better understanding of what these new um, requirements were going to be. 
but that did not take place, and then we had the COVID. So there pretty much wasn't much consultation, um, very little consultation that took place. There were about three separate meetings that took place, and we have um, currently about 62 clubs. So what FIFA had in, instructed in that same letter was that they, one, they expected that as soon as the protocols for COVID were lifted, our elections should have been held. And two, was that by December 2021, we should have revised our constitution and they were going to be underground. And that did not happen as well. Uh, but 20, is there a possibility then that you will or you will not have the elections for 2021? Well, what happens, because the election, there's supposed to be a two-month notice and that hasn't happened because now we're in um, we're now in November, and um, I am not sure we haven't had an executive meeting to be able to address that. But we should have had a two months notice so that everybody is aware of the date of the electoral congress. We haven't seen that coming out, um, so we're wondering what's going to happen. So that may mean that 2021 would have gone by without a congress. So the responsibility for that rests with the current uh, con uh, well, yes. executive? Yes, executive the body? executive, so, right, it does, because it's the executive who has to um, present the date to the members, and that has not happened. We have not had a meeting since September the 29th. Wow, okay. And it did there's come up, some, but, um, you know, it just didn't. Sorry, go ahead. There's been, there's been some rumbling that... Uh, uh, there's a little friction in the uh, administrative side amongst the administrators in which you are also being uh, seen as uh, someone that it, it appears there's some friction between yourself and others on the board. Can you, is there any truth to that rumor? And can you, if elected, work with the other team members who have been uh, sniping at your heels? I think it's very important that leaders are, are challenged and ask the questions that are pertinent. And any leader should be able to expect questions and not take them personally. Um, I am the type of person that I like to be um, questioned so that we all understand what we are doing and there is a, um, everybody gets an opportunity to voice their opinions and see what works best. It's not an individual. It's a nine-member executive. Um, we expect a level of professionalism, and I am the type of person, because my background is human resources. I am a graduate of the CUNY College, Baruch, and that's been my training where you have level of consultation. Yes, as the leader, you may be the one that makes the final decision, or but you have to have um, as I said, there's a nine-member executive team, and there has to be a level of interaction. Um, it's the democracy, and it is expected that the status quo would need to be challenged at some point. All right. Well, thank you very much, Barbara, for uh, you know bearing with me and my questions, and I appreciate That's your okay. being here. I wish, I wish you luck thank in the election when it's held, and of course, I hope you can 
send us some notes or words when it's done that you are the elected uh, uh, leader. And, Thank uh, you so much. Good luck. And Leon, back to you. Thank you so much, Dennis. And Barbara, we do have a very important gentleman in, in studios with, with us, mm-hmm. a former judge, Peter Adrian. I don't know if you know the name, but he has just no. joined us. He's a panelist. And um, he wants to talk to you a little. Sure. Go on. Hi, good evening. How are you doing? I am doing well, thank you. I, I heard of your aspirations, and I'm very impressed, and I do wish you the best of luck as well. Thank you. Now, in, in terms of, I know you said that you guys have been missing meetings. Everything's have been crazy all around the world. The, the meetings, you said the last meeting you guys had was September 29. Was that by Zoom, or was that in person? Um, it's uh, It was by Zoom, but there were... Um, possibly four members from the executive who were at the um, ABFA Technical Center while maybe the other five persons were in their own locations. I mean, we have had meetings at the ABFA with um, clubs. We have had meetings with First Division, Second Division. So it's not as if um, we could not have had their executive meetings regularly. You know, because um, one of the things is that um, at some point the government would have indicated that you can't have more than 25 persons, and then it was put back to, depending on the size of the the building itself, then you make sure you maintain your your distance. So, yes, we were not having, we have not had our regular 12 meetings annually for 2021. Um, regrettably, what happened was that four of us signed a letter and sent it to the president to remind him that the Constitution does call for at least 12 meetings annually. And so that meeting was held in September. Prior to that, we had one meeting in, um, it was supposed to have been held February, but it was held 6th of March. And only the president can call the meeting? Well, no. Executive members can call the meeting because we can, um, once we have a majority, um, but at that time, four of us did write to him and he did call, he did hold the meeting. But that is one of the things that we're saying that is sort of lacking. If you're not communicating to executive members and things are just happening, um, who is in charge? And then at the end of the day, it is always going to be said that it is the executive who makes the decision and it's not really the best thing for executive members who don't really know what's happening. Y'all, I'm trying to, con- I'm trying to picture the consequence of, of, of having missed out on, you know, not holding elections and things like that. So what is it? We have to sit out a year? I, I know. I, I'm, I, I just hope that there isn't any... Um, any negative consequences coming from FIFA or CONCACAF not having the elections. Yes, it's COVID. Um, You know, these are some of the challenges that everybody has gone through. However, think it's had their elections, um, and it was during the lockdown, it was during COVID, so we're not fully understanding why Antigua has not had its election. Yeah. Yeah, it's a challenge. It's a challenge to get everybody there. Um, I, I guess in order to have the elections, you have to have a quorum too, right? Of course. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, because then it would just be a discussion. But um, you know, the 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 constitution makes so much provisions, and that is something that can be looked at to be able to make a determination. Um, as I would have indicated, yes, it's COVID. But what we know is that the government has indicated that once you have a location that can house enough the number of persons required, you can proceed. So there are places that are large enough that could, um, you know, have the elections. The elections don't necessarily have to start at 6 o'clock so that they end after 11. You can have an election on a Sunday or a Saturday, and it can start at 2 o'clock. I mean, you can do it on a Sunday so that you can make sure anybody who has any religious um, affiliates can attend the meetings. So there yeah, are several well, options. As we get back to normal, I, I was hoping that, you know, maybe you could get something done and push that meeting. I think push the meeting to happen and hold elections, and, and then maybe the other person will do um, a more thorough job in terms of holding regular meetings to make sure that we're included in, in the greater community. Right. Yes, uh, anyway, I agree. It was nice talking to you, and um, thanks for keeping us updated and informed. Thank you so much for having me. Before I come back in again, um, Barbara, I'm going to ask right. open the floor to see if Debbie Francis would like to speak to you and Debbie, Debbie Simon and Don Cochrane, uh, two Antigans, uh, or three Antigans who are online with us. Debbie Francis. Debbie is still with us, right? We've seen us. Confused and torn Hold out your hand 
Your cousin, Debbie. A lovely, lovely song and a beautiful voice. Yes. You got it all from you, from your, your father's side. <laughs> very good rendition. Very, very good. Indeed. Indeed. Yes. I just... Anything before you go, Debbie, before you go? No, I'm just sorry that that singing gene skipped me. Oh, but you, you but don't want to tell the folks what you do for a living, but um, I'll tell them in secret. But you but tell I'm them. Sorry. I want to hear from your words, your, your mouth. Oh, 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 no, no. I'm going to talk about you. 
Okay. Uh, Leon, you are a very good man, a very good family member. And I must say that I love you, Jenny. I tell you the truth. I love you. Are, you are uh, to be emulated, and I, I was very happy that you are part of my family. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm blessed to have you as my, my niece as well. God bless you. Give Malcolm Thank you so my much. Heart. Give Malcolm my Okay, regard. okay. All right. Yes, I will. Thanks, okay. everyone. Good night. Happy and uh, independence. Thank you so much. And I want to just welcome Audley Watson. Audley Watson is one of the members of our board of the Cricket Show, Barbara. I'm sure. Right. And okay. come on in, Audley. Leon. Good evening, Miss. Good evening, yes. Mr. Francis. Oh, good evening, Miss Barbara. Oh, yes. oh, one good evening. Someone is calling me. Who's this? Leon. It's Cheryl. Yes. Oh, hi, Cheryl, yes. Yeah, okay. did, did, did you get Travis? Did Travis come in? Because oh. he he's been trying to get in. Oh, goodness. Let me check. Okay, go ahead. I'll, I'll get him in. Go ahead. Audrey, I'm sorry. Okay, Audrey. just want to... Yes, I'm here. I uh, just want to say good evening to you all. And, uh, of course, um, yourself, Leon, and Virgil, as, oh, this as right. uh, Antigone... Antigua number Barbudian. Uh, especially, we just want to join forces with you tonight, and, and Virgil, and wishing Antigua Barbuda happy 40th Independence anniversary. And uh, of course, growing up in Jamaica back in the 60s, um, 70s, uh, early 70s, uh, I remember hearing about Antigua, but we used to say Antigua Barbuda. Mm-hmm. And I remember we there was there was some um, uh, I think it was an independent celebration, and I said that, and and I was corrected by they said no 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 that Barbuda Barbuda, <laughs> and of course that got stuck in my head, so I never make that mistake again. It's Antigua Barbuda, and um, yes, I remember hearing about Mr. Beer Bird, and then afterward another bird, less the bird, and you know. And back then, I used to follow closely what's happening in the Caribbean and stuff like that. Um, but I'm, you know, just just remember those days. And I just want to say, sir, um, I wish you, for you all and um, for the entire nation of Antigua Barbuda a happy 40th anniversary and just continue to grow. Of course, we know cricket is the great uniter. Um, because of the cricket, you know, we are here on the cricket show. We are from different uh, islands. But, of course, we are united by the great, for a good part of our great love for cricket. And, of course, it's what you really unite the West Indies. And, uh, of course, we have to say a big shout-out to Sir Viv, Sir Randy, uh, Sir, Sir, Sir Kirtley, and uh, Sir Richard Richardson, and all, all the knights. And... Uh, Especially for those people, because you know that they were, as you all know, produced by Antigua Barbuda. So, just want to say a big shout out to you all and Leon, especially to you, your family, because you, are, you, because of your instrumentality, why we are having the cricket show. An extension, we have other shows um, that we can follow in the week, and even what we are on right now. So, wish you all the best. Happy Independence once more. Okay, Barbara, we have a young man to introduce you to. 
is Virgil okay. Francis. He knows football. He comes from English Harbour. Virgil, okay. come on in. Virgil, are you up? Okay, let, let's go to let's go to Travis. Travis is another Antiguan. Travis, come on in. Good evening. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Happy Independence. Happy Independence, Travis. Happy Travis Independence, Travis. Travis is a well-known manager. He, he manages a, a lot of groups in this part of the country. Very, very great Antiguan. So, Travis, uh, we have Barbara Coates online with us, and she is buying for the, the presidency of the Antigua Football Association. Why don't you say a word or two to her? She has all here. Well, well, good evening. Good evening, Barbara. How are you doing? I am doing well, thank you, Travis. Well, you know, um, uh, as Liam said, uh, give you a few words. I grew up watching a lot of football in Antigua. Um, very good friends of certain footballers, Ivor Luke, which you know, oh. is, you know him as Ninja. We grew up together. Yes, um, with us. That's correct. And um, I know Everton Bato Gonzalez. He was, he was right. a former president at one time. No, he's the president. Um, the current I president. Can, he's the current president. Okay. Yes, well, I wish you, I wish, I wish you all the best. I wish you good luck. I wish you success. And um, hope you can take Antigua football to a different level. Well, the good thing is that there is a team, and we definitely are equipped to do that. We have former players, um, former coaches, administrators, senators, business persons, entrepreneurs. So it's a it's a good blend. That's good. So that's good. So what become of our Mr. Colin James? He's a part of the association. Well, well, Travis, we are supposed to be having Mr. James on tonight, but we cannot get contact with him, so we have to again okay. the second time. Uh, I don't know if he's having problems with the email. So because I know, I know he played he played a big part in Antigua's football, you know. Yes, Colin has contributed quite a bit to sports throughout. Um, you know, one of the things that how I even got started with Wings is that we used to go over to Colin in, in Buckley's on Sunday afternoons and have friendly matches. And Colin right. is the president of um, Warriors, Young Warriors, and mm-hmm. that has been one of those backbone clubs. It's like okay. a young academy, yeah, where he has the young players okay. with him. Yeah, I know. I know he does his commentary. He does a little bit of everything, and um, yes, talented he guy. He, yes. mm-hmm. Yeah, talented guy. He uh, he his heart is in everything he does, and right. um, I know. I know. I know by by him being around, um, a lot of people look up to him because he always very instrumental to the younger to the younger to, to the younger folks that's growing up into the sports environment. Right. Barbara, what has become of the, the War Cup? In my day, they used to have this cup that was being played for. I don't know if it has been put to rest or it just did not, was not being used, but we used to hold that very tre- treasure. When once you win that trophy, you, you feel like you're on top of a hill. Things so have really changed. <laughs> Things have changed. 
Um, it's not, I, I'm not sure if it is not as exciting. You have reached the maximum um, time permitted for recording your message. Be, you are satisfied with be. your message. Press 1 to listen to your message. Press 2 to erase and re-record. Yeah. Press 3. Are you still there? You have reached the maximum time permitted for recording your message. If you are satisfied with your message, press oh. 1 to listen to your message. Press yep. 2 yeah. to erase and re-record. Okay. Press oh, 3. Let's continue. Are you still there? You have reached the maximum time permitted for recording your message. If you are satisfied with your message, press 1 to listen to your message. Press 2 to erase and re-record. Press 3. Okay, go ahead, folks. We got it covered. Okay. Yes, yes. Uh, so what has happened is that you know um, it's been a little bit different. Um, there isn't really a cup that they win. They do get their trophies, but mm -hmm. I guess now it's more. You know, we have quite a bit of um, teams that bring in players, so they have persons who have kind of like you know you don't have that um, homegrown player. There isn't that ninja. Um, Barbara's Ferns, pretty boy name, easily that's around. We have more mm -hmm. of the regional, um, quite a bit of persons, whether they're from Cuba, who are now playing in our Premier and our First Division League. And, mm -hmm. it, you know, once those are good players, then our players would have to um, bring the game up, you know, so uh -huh. it gives a, a good combination. But uh, are we saying that we're getting our money's worth? There has been clubs that has quite a bit of players that are coming in. So one of the things that we really want to look at is can we keep that money and, and, and say, okay, how many players are you looking to really bring in? How many players should be on the, you know, on the, on the field at one time? Can we try and, and, and encourage our youngsters and pay them salaries and so that they can even be young professionals right here in Antigua. So they have a contract, they know that they're working, and their job is to play football. Can we start something like that locally? Those are the things that we need to start to examine and see how we can elevate our football and have young professionals that are here and give them the opportunity to even go off to other places. Um, I am the, currently the administrator for the Free Kick Foundation, and this is a non-for-profit um, foundation that was started by a young St. Lucian who lives in the U.S. And we hosted the Free Kick Foundation College Player Showcase in Antigua where we had players, young, young players from Dominica, St. Lucia, and they joined our Antiguan and Barbudan children here. And we had um, seven co college co coaches that came down in 2019. And from that, um, since we have been a part of the Free Kick Foundation, we have been able to assist um, 22 young people to go off to colleges in the U.S. And just today, there is one of them who signed a, um, a professional contract in Germany. Mm. Crystal took him to Germany, and um, you know, so he has now had the opportunity to sign as a professional. So we're saying these are the development that we are looking to have instituted in the ABFA going forward. Can I just add something to that, Leon? Sure, sure. Yes, and I'm, and I'm quite sure that your progress has been retarded because of the, the pandemic. So uh, I'm, uh, I'm almost quite sure that that number could have been doubled. 
um, you know, if it was not for the pandemic, I mean, that's, that's great going. And I must also say that um, right here in the States, my, my favorite morning program is Good Morning Jojo, along with Nita Baptiste and, and Carlina Knight. And, um, you know, as long, as long as I'm not working in the morning, you know, sometimes I go to work in the afternoon. And as long as I'm not working in the morning, I never miss out on Good Morning Jojo. Mm-hmm. Right. That's it. Mm. You know, you know something, Barbara. One of the things that was very exciting in my day is that we have a just around the middle of the season we would have a charity match, and a charity right. match would be between the media and the Calypsonians. Oh wow! The, yeah, the media and the Calypsonians, right? The media is. Yeah, right. Uh, yes. Sure. yes, and the Calypsonian is going to sing about it. I <laughs> used to short shirts and, <laughs> and follow coming on the field, kicking penalties, and we raise funds, and that fund will go to charity. So I don't know, don't know if that's something that you'd like to look into if if you were successful at the presidency, of the presidency. But um, just some ideas that we used to use in the past, and perhaps right. they might be useful. Might be useful. No, no. But um, another thing, the relationship between Antigua and Barbuda, we started in 76, but we never got off the ground. Cecil Christopher was one of the vice presidents, and his task was to help Antiguans carry football and cricket. Well, we were with a football association to carry football into Antigua and vice versa. We'll go over, and, but he never came, uh, got off the ground. Is this something that you think you might want to to do if you become the president and have a closer relationship with Barbuda because I'm sure they have to have some lots of um, athletes over there that are capable of playing football and of course they, you may you may just find a, a super goalkeeper or a super midfielder <laughs> who knows who knows the Barbudans um, seemingly preferred sport is basketball yes. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said, I'm a part of Wings Sports Club, and that is something that Wings would have done on many occasions with the Barbudans. Um, they seem to prefer basketball more than any sport. Many attempts have been made to include them in football. Um, they do a couple of them, do a little bit of track, but for some reason their their passion is basketball. Mm-hmm. So we would have to have a, a conversation with them and see exactly what it is that they would want to do. Well, what we said that we are doing as the, when we, we do get voted in as a new executive is that we will have a, a, a proper sit-down with the Ministry of Education so that and the Ministry of Sports by extension because we are cognizant that we have um, just 108 square miles and um, we know we have limited children. And what we are hoping is that we have some way of forming synergies between the other sporting entities or sporting association on Antigua and Barbuda so that we can maximize football and maximize the other sports as much as possible. Um, basketballers, as you just said, um, Leon, we could get a good goalkeeper there, um, mm-hmm. you know, even from volleyball. So yes. these are the things that we need to look at because um, 
the goalkeepers are not the easiest ones to look. Everybody wants to strike. Everybody wants to, you know, do things like that. But when you're looking for the goalkeepers, you're looking for somebody who can catch and jump and extend their arms. So, you know, we have to start looking and see how we can have better relationship across the board for the associations. Great. Do me a favor, folks. I want you to hold your thoughts there because I have to play the Governor General's message and a song I'm going to specially dedicate to Barbara. Barbara, if you allow me to do that, but first listen to Sir Rodney as he Thank you. And it's read by my niece. Of the celebration of the 40th anniversary of Antigua and Barbuda, I would like to take a minute to read a letter from the Governor General's desk. It reads Dear citizens and residents of Antigua and Barbuda, Congratulations on the achievement of the 40th anniversary of the independence of our nation. Forty years as a sovereign state is a monumentous milestone on which is worthy of celebration. A nation independence means more than freedom from a political reliance on another. It also means that the nation is considered to have the capability of enabling its citizens and residents in an environment that is safe, stable, and supportive of those who wish to engage in meaningful endeavors. Independence means that within the nations exist the maturity, competence, and skills to develop policies and programs which will enhance the socioeconomic aspects of everyday life for its citizenry in a suitable manner. We celebrate the achievements all the notable past recipients of the national awards in various fields, including culture and arts, education, sports, humanitarian fields. Some 650 honors of various categories have been distributed in Antigua and Barbuda over the past 40 years. Few can deny that our country has made significant progress and we must applaud the insightfulness and hard work of those who have gone before us, having contributed in a meaningful way to the development of our twin island, Little Bit of Paradise. We must also commend and encourage those who continue to do their part to preserve our nation so that the future generations can exist in a wholesome and winsome environment. We acknowledge the reality that our nation has also had fair share of difficulties. In spite of the seemingly endless litany of COVID-19 related ailments, one fact is apparent. Antiguans and Barbudians are a resilient people. Let us continue to focus upon the realignment of our nation to one where all citizens and residents have a reduced risk of illness, when everyone can work in a safe and healthy place of employment where our hospital beds are empty of patients with infectious diseases and where our economy begins to remarkably rebound. Happy 40th anniversary of all on the independence of Antigua and Barbuda. Written from the desk of His Excellency Sir Rodney Williams, Governor General of Antigua and Barbuda.
little paradise island Where milk and honey flow That place where I was born Then grew up to be a man You'll never feel alone In this place I'll always call home Part of the Caribbean Where there's no winter season Every day is sun or rain And just the thought of leaving Oh, it drives me insane I'm so proud I'm from the islands Not part of the Caribbean It was fun All day long in the burning sun You could hear your mom calling And still you just want to You see I still remember Those were the best days for me And I'm proud I'm from the islands A small part of the Caribbean no change in season Every day is just the same And just the thought of leaving Oh, it drives me insane I'm so proud I'm from the islands It's my part of the Caribbean It is my fantasy Hold some arch of my old memories Will I hand and seize make beauty Without no explanation I'm back where I begun Cause I'm proud to be an Antiguan It's part of the Caribbean A small part of the Caribbean When there's no change in season Every day is sun or rain And just the thought of leaving Oh, it drives me insane I'm so proud I'm from the islands A small part of the Caribbean
I don't know him, but he probably was around my age, and he left and went away to study. So that song was dedicated to you, Mrs. Coates. I wish you well. Thank you. <laughs> I hope and pray that you do well in your elections, but I just want to warn you that as a president, you're going to be cursed. You're going to be, you know, say the worst things <laughs> on those. You say that you are for one club or the other club. And I tell you, right. tough, tough job. You probably will. I recall I was in the bank to make a deposit, and a guy just came out of the blue, and he started to curse me, curse my wife, and folks used to say he lives across these, and things like this. But you got to just take it with a grain of salt. Just keep a close relationship with with the club, and Mm -hmm. you'll be all right. I wish you well, and your final thoughts for the panel and for the world. Well, first of all, I do want to thank you very much for giving me the opportunity to speak on behalf of the team so that persons are aware of the things that we would like to implement. Um, We are the Antigua and Barbuda Football Association, hopeful, hopeful. Um, There is not an individual team. The thing is, yes, we are representative of the teams that are members, but we know when we start to work, when we get the opportunity it is that we are working not for ourselves, but to improve on what has already taken place for the football to get to the next level. I want to thank you so much, and I pray that everybody remains safe, and I hope I can come back even before the elections just well, to be with you guys another evening. Yes, our doors are open, and I'm sure we can arrange to have you back. And we wish you well. Give my regards to all the wonderful people the Antigua Football Association was to me like I serve with passion and I serve there with uh, neglecting my family sometimes because I know sometimes I am driving across and see this the guy who we paid to, to mow the, the, the field did not show up right. I got to run to the, to the education office bar there there are more Take off my shirt and more the more the field so that we can have play. I got to right. drive here when it rains to make sure that if it rains too too much and uh, the mm-hmm. place is soggy, you were not allowed to play there. Right. So you had to notify the clubs because they're coming from the country and they will. Some of them are coming from the country and you don't want it to come and then you have to call off. Right. Right. Yes. And I, I recall you have to make a, in my day, you have to make arrangements for the prisoners to fence the field with bows, with coconut bows. And then you had oh, to wow. get money. Yeah. We had to fence the field with coconut bows. And the prisoners, you have to arrange for them to have that um, cut and placed in time for a match. And also, we have to go to the public works to have that field Watered from the country pond because the recreation ground was hard, hard like a, like cement. Right. And one of the worst things that ever happened after carnival, number of nails were left in that field. We had to get right. the CVH to come up and pick those nails up and 
invariably you have one or two nails still were left behind. So still left, right. All things that you have to do. And another thing I would like to see come back, I don't know if it's done, because the St. Joseph Academy used to have an, uh, an acrobatic team. At halftime, they used to come right. and perform. And perform. Yes. And also the steel Van Halsian used to come. I think High has get coming two times and uh, at halftime, just to provide some extra entertainment. Halftime entertainment. Yes. So th- those, those are, are my, great ideas. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. And I thank you for coming on. I wish you well, and I hope that you are successful in all your I will to me, definitely be in touch with you again. Yes. You come across to me like a very honest, and you're, you're my kind of person. So, person. So I'd love to see you being elected. And um, there's no bones about that. So all the best to you. And give my regards to your team, to Pretty Boy. I had the opportunity to interview him some years ago. And, uh, okay. Excellent. Yes. When we had Is that Derek, Derek Pretty Boy yes. Edward? Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and when the team went to Tampa, I carried a group of folks down to Tampa to see Antigua score their first goal against the USA. And we were so proud. <laughs> yes, indeed. So keep the good work. And I know Antigua used to be 70th in the world, and now they're high 128, 138. Wrong about that. I haven't looked for a while, but we look forward to see Antigua coming back on the map and being able to qualify for at least come over to play the match in the the tournament or win the West Indian Championship. Good luck. Final words from you, ma'am? I just want to really, you know, express my heartfelt thanks, and I will definitely share your sentiments with the team, and maybe even one of the other members will get an opportunity to come on the show instead of me returning. Maybe we can alternate it and have one of them come back because um, it's good that everybody gets an opportunity. And I want to thank you once more, and I look forward to one of us coming back on the show. Thank you very much. I don't know if anyone else wants to say anything before you go. Anyone else want to say anything or two to Barbara? I have one here. Yeah, Audley, come on. Come on in, Audley. Yeah, just want to wish her all the very best for the, in the upcoming election. Um, uh, yeah, uh, I know that she's a part of. She's already a part of the um, a team there, but um, sometimes you you want to have some fresh, fresh outlook when they, you know on the other side and some fresh ideas. So I wish you all the best when that day comes. Totally appreciate. Thank you so much. And Dennis is, is also wanted to say yes. something. I, I heard his voice behind. Yes. One, one quick question before you go, Barbara. Is the election Certainly. process open? Is it open election process or secret balloting? Secret ballot. Secret mm-hmm. balloting. So mm-hmm. that means you stand a good chance. Good luck. And <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank good you. Luck and Thank you so much. You and we look forward to having you back. Thanks a lot. Have a good evening, gentlemen. Thank good you very much. You. We were really, really happy to have you on, and I hope that we can get you back on again or a member of okay. your team. God okay, thanks you. a lot. We will arrange that. Thank you. God bless. Tell the other members that we are hoping for their success whenever the election is being called. Good Thank night. you so much. Good, good night. night. Bye. Yes. Bye-bye. Good night. Bye-bye. Sir.
Judge Teacher Adrian, it's your time now to talk to about talk to us about COVID in Antigua. Do you are you ready, sir? I don't know about COVID in Antigua, but as you were talking, I remembered my Independence Day. All I remember is getting two fruit bags after marching in recreation ground. It was it was bringing back memories. No, I remember lining up and getting my fruit bag. And those fruit bags mm-hmm. were the best tasting things back then. Yeah, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well I can sh- I can I, sh- I can share the same sentiments as sentimental just as what um Mr. Pedriagent just said. I used to enjoy the food bags and also, um, used to get them, um, what do you call them things again? The milk powder. <laughs> what, what was that? I don't remember that. I didn't get that. What was that? Milk, milk, milk powder. powder. Yeah, man. It's a milk milk powder. To, to, get, to get a drink and it was milk powder. Powdered yes, milk. milk powder. That you, you I think they nodded me that because I, I stood in line to get my refreshment. I'm a, I'm a little younger than you, Peter, Peter, Peter Andrew, that's why. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, that's what's happening. Okay, because I didn't get that. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I've been hoping for the longest while I can travel to Antigua, and I keep checking the advisories as to COVID, and I hear good news, I hear bad news, I hear good news, I hear bad news, but I don't hear any reliable news. So... I, I understand that the country's supposed to be open. I have a, had a cruise that was going to go down to Antigua, and they redirected the cruise based on the travel advisory. And mm. it was a big cruise ship, and I was very disappointed. But um, I guess safety first. But I was under the impression, actually, I'm still hoping that they will get whatever they need to under control and that the cruise line would reconsider and go to Antigua. Mm. I don't hear that, but um, I hope I hope that is is not so anymore. You can get into Antigua now. Well, well, you can get in. It's just that in terms of most of the cruise ships and so on, my understanding is while Antigua numbers are still at a certain level, they're being cautious and they're not going to go there and they're redirecting us to other places, for specifically the U.S. Virgin Islands. I'm like, I, I just don't think the U.S. Virgin Islands would have better COVID numbers than Antigua. I mean, I would hope they were the same or similar. I understand it's, it's U.S. territory, but still, um, you know, we're a small island. We're a small island. I was just frustrated in terms of, imagine the amount of revenue Antigua is missing out on by not having those cruise ships go down there. Mm-hmm. So okay. it's very frustrating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very frustrating, but I guess I'll have to go in person. Um, last travel advisory I heard, or last rumor I heard, was that as of January, they're going to be lifting all restrictions. So well, then, I guess we'll see if that's true. Yes, I think if he reaches a point where there's herd immunity, he wants to make it 80% of the people being vaccinated. He feels that can open, that is the prime minister, he wants to open open the, the, the island. So, because they're feeling the pinch, you know, they, he's not getting in the taxes from the businesses. 
because they're not open to sell as much as possible. So that's one of the drawbacks. So we'll wait and see. Yeah, but the concern the concern is if you don't have the proper protocols, the U.S. and and the European cruise lines are not going to go there without the proper protocol. So I would like them to reopen too, but they have to reopen cautiously. In the in the Virgin Islands, when you go there, if you're not vaccinated, you're not allowed to go into the Virgin Islands, St. Thomas. And um, if you have minors that can't be vaccinated, then you have to book a excursion, and you can only stay on the excursion. You can't go anywhere else, you know? So they, they're doing their best, I think, to try and limit the mobility of people who are unvaccinated. Cheryl is being dropped out, so, yeah, so she's not with us yet. Because, but um, folks, permit me to just yeah. go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Dennis, go ahead. Yeah, so I'm I'm hoping that NT will hurry up and adopt the protocols. I have exactly 26 days for them to adopt it to see if the cruise line will change their mind. Mm. But um, very frustrated about that. Mm. Okay. Any other drawbacks on with Vancouver, folks? Travis, you are able to travel, and um, we're going to ask you to do this. I have a couple songs from Low Rider, which we would want to introduce. But before that, I'm going to just bring in a song. We're just going to pause and ask the panelists to if they know of anyone who had died during during the COVID or the past year they'd like to reflect on so I'll play a song and ask them to just call the names of those per- that, that person if they wish to do so, any one of the panelists. So let me just play this song by Fiolton again and ask you to remember someone who might have passed away. Anyone want to come in? Uh, is it just for COVID or just anyone who anyone who passed on during the year? Yes, well, I, I've had during the course of the year uh, my mother-in-law on my uh, wife's side, obviously, has passed mm-hmm. away. My sister-in-law on my wife's side, uh, two sisters on my wife's side, have also passed away. Oh, wow. And a cousin... And a cousin on my on my mother's side has passed away. So there's been about four four family members that I've lost in the past year or so. And a very good good friend of many many years. We worked together in places far. So that's five people who I've lost in the past year and a half to eighteen months. Anyone else? I I actually had a cousin that passed away, Daryl O'Donoghue. Passed away, unfortunately, was right before the COVID hit. And, you know, there are blessings and there are no blessings, but um, he was able to have family members around. For the people who passed away during COVID, it's, it's so sad that, a lot of them weren't able to hug their loved ones. 
and and you know vice versa and it was just a sad time and i i pray for all of them mm-hmm. i don't recall a family member per se but i just want to bring to the panelists the situation with my wife she has um, had dementia and it has gotten worse to the point where she is not able to speak nor walk but other than that she's okay so I just want to ask for the prayers of everyone and we just believe that one day she's going to be back to herself again so we have not given up but we never know so the prayers are being asked for for my dear wife Eunice Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, oddly here. Um, we're, we're... Okay, go ahead, oddly, sir. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, we, we can't, we can't, we, we can't forget Stafford from the cricket oh, show. Oh, that's great. Oh, yes. Uh, yes, yeah, Stafford, one of our dear friend Leon's neighbor, mm-hmm. and um, we are from the same community in Jamaica. But um, he was much older than I am. When I was growing up, going to school, he was already in Kingston. Some he's some ten years older than I am. Um, but um, we got reconnected once again because of the cricket show. It was on the cricket show one Sunday and the starter said, wait, tougher than, you know. And then, you know, we made a connection, became very close again with Leon and everybody and mangoes and stuff like that. A very mm-hmm. good friend of the cricket show. Uh, we know we lost him. He went to New York um, for uh, a wedding wedding of a family member and he came back and he was saying it was his visit to New York he was treated like a king and um, regrettedly two weeks after that he, he, he died from COVID you know and um, one of my one of my schoolmates that we played cricket together back um, in Jamaica he was in the hospital for a while fighting hanging on until eventually he went via the COVID route um, my my niece, just a little over a year ago, um, 47 years old, she was not, it was not COVID this time, but she um, she went to bed, just went to sleep, she was going out, and um, she just went and lied down, and uh, when they woke her, they just gave her 15 minutes more, and she's still sleeping, she hasn't woke up from my, you know, she just, just like that, heart attack, she died. And um, as for the COVID, you know, it, it went rampant through my family, my two sisters, myself. I, I, I was more asymptomatic. Um, my mother, at uh, 90, 90 years old, she had it. And uh, but thank God, uh, my aunt, she had it the worst. She was in the hospital, hospital for, for weeks. And even now her voice hasn't returned to it, the normal voice she had. But um, thank God we all made it through. And um, I'm sorry other people can't say the same. But um, we give God thanks for what, whatever happened. We are on the other side of it seemingly at the moment. Mm-hmm. And um, we are hoping hoping that um, everything will be back to normal soon. Yes, indeed. So we just want to pray yeah. for those folks who have been suffering as a result of COVID or otherwise. Folks, we're in an independent mood, so let us go for Mr. Onion. The guy who knows Onion is tra- uh, traveling. Oh, 
You know, onion. Water.
the opportunity to take some pictures from my, my files these days. The next one was Sir James Carlyle. Anybody remember Sir James Carlyle? No? Uh, vaguely. I'm sure I'm sure you remember Dame Louise Lake Track. She was the only female governor general that we ever had ever yeah. had. And uh, yeah. just to go back, so Wilfred was there from November the first, eighty one to June the tenth, nineteen ninety three. Dame Louise Lake Track. She was there from July the seventeenth, two thousand seven. So Wednesday, August 13, 2014. And so James Carlyle, he was from June the 10th, 1993, to Tuesday, July the 17, 2007. And finally, we have Sir Rodney Williams. He went to school with you. Uh, did he? Went to school with you or he went to another school? He didn't go to to grammar school, right? I'm talking to Judge. Judge? Did, did, no, I went to academy. I went academy. to academy, but I knew um, I knew Dr. Williams, and I know his um, brother, Ewart Williams, and his dad. When we were in Antigua, we knew them. They were, Ewart is actually a very close friend, and I, I myself have been to Dr. Williams' office when I was a young boy. I remember what for, but I've been to see him. Yes. Yeah, but um, uh, you know, as you go, as you go, through, go ahead. No, I, I'm going to turn the subject, but go ahead. Uh, as you, as you're going through, and you're remembering these names, I, I do remember a name of an individual who passed away recently, and I think we should recognize um, Kevin Richards. Kevin, Kevin was very involved with Antigua Barbuda Association of South Florida, oh, okay. a young man down here. Oh goodness, yes, I heard about him. Yes, yes. Kevin passed away um, several months ago. Just, you know, wasn't COVID, uh, just some one of those things, you know. It's very mm-hmm. sad, a very sad loss. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the four yeah, yeah. you remember the four prime ministers that we have since independence? So Via yeah, Cornwall. That was, that, that, was, that, was, that was the father of Via Lester. Mr. Mm-hmm. Marvin Spencer and the present. Um, yes, Mr. Brown. that is right. Move to the head yes, of the class. Yes. Yeah, Winston <laughs> Baldwin Spencer <laughs> and uh, Gaston <laughs> Alfonso Brown is the final boss. Uh, the mustache like. Okay, um, Yeah, go ahead. Leon. Talk to me. Yes, sir. Leon, this, well, just so that I don't fall asleep, I have some questions for you guys who are Antiguans. Oh, yes, so, go just right tell ahead. Us in, yeah, I hear that you have um, some smaller islands there, Long Island, Green Island, Great Bird Island. I mean, how big are these islands, and you know, are they habitable? Are people living there? Oh, you know, Redonda too. Redonda is also one of them. I think Long Island, Long Island's kind of detached. We have houses there in Long Island, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Which one is Long Island? The one close to Power? Parham area, yeah. Up there by Parham, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. When you say house, how, how, is, is, how many rough lakes? I mean, how habitat is it? Is, is Long Island the one that um, Keith Edwards owned? I don't know who owns them, to be honest. But um, 
I don't know if that is so so what about um, Redonda. Jum- Redonda. what about Jumbi? What about the Jumbi Bay, Bay Island? Jumbi Bay, that is that is huge because there is a huge That's huge. There's, there's, there's a hotel the there. State of the art hotel there with all yeah. the, the people city. living there. And people live there. And uh, people like I think Oprah Winfrey so frequent that place. That's correct. Well, what sort what sort of distance is there between these islands and Antigua and how far away is Barbuda from mainland Antigua? 26 miles. Okay, what yeah. about the other, the other smaller islands? Are they far away? Yeah. How, how easy They're to closer. They're clo- those are closer. Mm-hmm. They're like in, in 15, ter- 17 miles. Okay. But they have... But, uh, but Barbuda is famous for it's a pink sun. It has one of the you know, I'm thinking yeah. about did, did Princess Margaret or Princess Anne no, Princess have Diana. an island Princess, out there? Princess Diana. Princess Diana. That's where Princess Diana mostly takes her vacation. It's in Barbuda. Yes, she does. Really? Oh, okay. Barbuda is ravaged what? by that hurricane. Has it recovered? Was it the hurricane? Yes, yeah, the hurricane. hurricane is there, the hurricane, yeah. Yeah, but it's, I think I know they put 360 I hear you guys have a lot of beaches there, 365, <laughs> is, that, is that really true? It is true, yeah, 365. The island is just like a, like a, you put a pancake inside your frying pan. And yes, it, yes, it's like that. So, so, there are beaches, beaches in so Antigua we have, never, beaches, we have right? never been to. Yeah, if beaches, I can tell a story, if I can tell a story, back in 2005, I went there with my family, and we had a jeep, and the goal was to visit each beach, and <laughs> we had to jump in the water. That was one of the criteria. So we were able in one day to cover 40 beaches, and that was it. Because after when we looked at the rest of the island, it looked like an impossible task. Yep. Oh, so, so there is a lot of truth in the fact that you have 365 beaches. I don't know oh, yes. if I've ever counted them, but they say so, and I don't disbelieve it because they're so, we're so indented. Yeah. Yeah. Some, are e- yeah. some are easy to get to, some are hard to get to. Some are hard to get to, and some of them, I've never been to half of them. But I know there are really, really good beaches, blue, blue, and you look over, you know, Shirley Heights, Lecomte, is one of the most scenic um, places in the world. I can't right. say that. Of course, it's pretty, it's pretty. Yeah. When you look so, out if, there and look down, oh, that is just the wonders of the world. Leon. Is there a better time? Yes, sir. Is there better time? Leon. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I've been to South Bay. I've been to South Bay. So I, I know that these beaches for real. I've been there. But there's no comparison South. with South Bay? South, South Bay. Bay. That's in Antigua? No. Is, is it Miami South Bay or? No. No, I, no, I, no, I know, no. I know, I know. I've been there. I, I've, I've been there oh. 20, 2010. Mm. 2010. 
I've been to the Antigua Recreation. I've been into the Antigua Recreational Ground. I even got a chance. I went in. I I even ran up on the pitch and pretend to be bowling a ball. And and I I went to Sir Vivian Richards Stadium, but that was closed, so we could not get in. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. we we went to I think the beach or South Bay, uh, something like that. Mm. South Bay. I've never heard about South Bay. Uh, me, 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 yeah, South Bay, B A Y. B A Y. Long. They I know they have they a long bay. Yeah. Oh, maybe long maybe bay. it's Long. Maybe it's maybe it's Long Bay. Long, long Bay. Could be Long Bay. Could could be Long Bay. Long Bay. Long Bay. Yeah, that's right. beautiful I know there's there some day. Yeah, there's right. a long day. Yeah, yeah long, long day. day. Yeah. Long day has um, Pineapple Beach Club, correct? Yes. Yes. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, the, the water the is very shallow. You can walk. You can yeah, walk the, the, far the out in the water. Long Bay is the right one. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So in the history of in the history of the Go island, ahead. gentlemen, which, which of the Indian groups, the Ararats or the Caribs, was more associated with Antigua and Barbuda? I think it was the Arawaks. Arawaks? No. The Arawaks, yes, indeed. Yeah, the Caribs were more in Dominica, I think. That's correct. The Arawaks was more fluctuated in Antigua. Mm hmm. Uh, and so, so gentlemen, it, in terms it, of in in, yeah, in terms right. of visiting Antigua, there's no better time or better site because you're talking about Shirley Heights than than during sailing week. Sailing if week you ever have a chance, April. if you ever have a chance, mm-hmm. did you say insane? If you have a chance week. to go down there, yeah, during mm-hmm. sailing week, yeah. Sailing. Oh, sailing, sailing, sailing week. Sailing Week, they have some yachts from Australia and all over the world that are just amazing. See, that brings me back, uh, Judge, to the time when I lived in Crosby's. I lived in a hill in Crosby's, and Sailing Week, you would see those yachts coming across. What a beautiful sight I've ever seen. The most beautiful yachts are coming around, going around the island, and they will... In droves coming around, I would just put my mic, just look on my veranda and see them from afar. It was just such a pleasant sight. But I want to bring the panel to our national anthem, or national, and just read the first verse. First verse goes like this Fear Antigua and Barbuda. We thy sons and daughters stand strong and firm in peace. Or danger to safeguard our native land. We commit ourselves to building a true nation, brave and free, ever striving, ever seeking, dwell in love and unity. Written by whom? The late, great Nobel Hamilton Richards. The music was, was, was by Walter Garnett Piscott, famous. And it was adopted in 1967 when we had statehood in association with Britain. The second verse. So these, like, day, mm-hmm. these, these days, I guess, tourism is the major source of the economy. But 
previously and you had you for a long time for a long time. But you had sugarcane, yeah, sugarcane, ginger, indigo, tobacco. All those have gone the way of the dog. Yeah, only thing that is left is a pineapple. A pineapple. The what's the name of the antique? Black pineapple. Black pineapple. Black pineapple. That's correct. That's not true. That's not working, dear. Yeah, but is that exported now as a crop or something? I, no, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it's it is, it is it is it is exported to a certain extent but not to, not 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 is not a um is is not a high quality of extent they don't export it as a high quality so it, mm. it does they do export it but not as a high quality it's it's it's, it's very low what is this but indigo indigo yeah indigo indigo i've never heard of indigo, indigo. They claim it's a it's a cash crop. It doesn't ring a bell. It's probably some sort of a color, but it obviously came from a plant or some kind or root or it's not something you recognize. No, I don't recognize. I don't remember how. Okay. No, I never no. heard of it. But what 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 about sugarcane? Was it ever big there? Yes. Oh yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. I was an overseer, you know, Mr. Mr. Heath, so I know quite a bit. I mean, right where the stadium is built. Well, you, you, never, you never work at, well, Leon, you never work at Sugar Factory? I work as an <laughs> overseer. Not in the factory, as an overseer. No. I work with, with, oh. a, with a cane, where sugar cane were planted. And, okay. Uh, I live in an, in an overseer's house. In you were yes. responsible remember, for I'm, the seat. My job was to make sure. I remember as a young man. I was a young man. We used to run the sugar, the truck, the the, the sugar trains them down and pull the canes off. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. That that sounds like the same kind of. Uh-huh. The, the same kind of sports we had as boys growing up in Jamaica. Same yeah, same thing. Yeah, we just run them, we just run them down and pull the cane off, and then we sit at the pond and eat it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sounds like uh, boyhood sports. <laughs> Mr. Francis, how about yes, the sir. internet gambling? Is that a big revenue for Antigua? It used to be. I don't know if it, you know, since with Antigua win the, the, the case in in, um, in the World Court, mm-hmm. have not been compensated by the U.S. government. I don't hear much about it no more. So people are finding ways to make money, but not from the gambling, I believe. But just just going back a little bit to to the sugar cane, because I used to live mm-hmm. on an estate in Donovan's. Yeah. And I used to raise chicken and raise sheep. And believe me, do you know I've never fed the, my chicken? And they use yeah. they eat grass and um, and worms and worms, worms of course and they produce yeah. one of the best kind of eggs. Yeah, and those are eggs. organic. Those are organic eggs. Um, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> there was a windmill that produced the water to go through the home or our estate house, and you come home. Mm-hmm. 
at midday and you turn the tap on and you get a warm bath. My goodness, that is yes. that was so good. <laughs> that was so good. So that's just it's bring back some memories there. Leah, a question for you. I I I remember we had plenty of um, sugarcane estates in, in Jamaica when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. But what would happen was people generally allow their animals, you know, goats mm-hmm. and in particular and and, mm-hmm. and maybe cows to roam the field, get away in the field. And those overseeing the fields would have their go- they would shoot the people's goats and cows. Did <laughs> 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 Dennis, I shame yeah. to say that I have done the same. I have shot a lot of goats and a lot of cows. Because we would plant the the the, 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 the um, canes from the, and in two weeks, those people let the animals go and eat all the canes. So they say, just shoot them and just leave them right here. So we, I shot quite a few. I'm telling you the truth. I shot I a few. I didn't know. They, they I give do not goat eat cane. Not goat. The, oh. the, the, the young canes, the, the stalk, as they're growing up, tender. Yeah, very but young. So obviously they more, destroy. Hmm. Well, it's more cows that used to, we used to shoot, not the goats. It's cows hmm. mostly. Oh, yeah. Well, they, they did both in Jamaica. I mean, I remember because when we were growing up, we would hear the sound of the gunshots. Is a three or three Winchester rifle? I tell us to shoot, man. I tell you, good. I remember. I remember my days going to. I used to go to Jamaica every Wednesday. I used to work on a cruise ship. I know Leah. Leah knows that. I used to go to Jamaica every Wednesday. And um, when I get to Jamaica, I used to buy the red, the red sugar cane that has the red peel. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. It was sweet, man. Very sweet. Nice. Soft, soft, sweet. soft and sweet, yeah. You call it those canes? Yeah, well, that's, that's what we call it in Antigua, but the Jamaicans call it a different name. Okay. okay. I always thought I there was one type of sugar cane. I didn't know there was more than one kind of sugar cane. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah there was a red leaf. Yeah, there was a red, there was a white with a red peel. It's like a red, it's soft, very I, soft. Yes, very soft. I, I definitely remember. We, we, we call we yeah, call it Solomon Gold. Solomon Gold. Oh, Solomon Gold. We 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 in Jamaica. They they plant most of the sugar cane. I've been all over Jamaica. It's everywhere. A, a lot is planted no. in Westmoreland and, and through mm. a place like those. We have, where we have the sugar factories. I've you seen have, a lot. Um, various parishes in 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 Falmouth, different different places. I've seen oh, a lot in Port Antonio. I've seen a lot in Port Antonio. Yeah, that is far much. I, mm-hmm. I think it was all over mm-hmm. the island because Money Musk. You familiar with? Oddly, you familiar with Money Musk? Money Musk. Yes. Uh, yes. yes Money Musk. And, and of course, they had a, they had a cricket team. Um, William Hill right. used to play for Money Musk. Yes, remember that's where I first saw Freddie Truman play down at Money Musk. Mm. Okay. You know, it, because, but the sugar cane was, was the thing down in that neck of the woods in, in Zaire, Clarendon. But, uh, Leon, you, you remember Fiat cars? Fiat, yes, yes. Fiat cars. Yes. Back, back in the early 80s when I used to go to Jamaica, that's all you saw on the street was Fiat. <laughs> oh, Fiat, yes. They were popular, they were, they were popular there. Everybody had one. 
Louder, yes. Louder, louder. louder. That's it. Yes, that's yeah. it. The same one, yeah. Yeah, they were popular. They were driving them as taxis. Everybody had one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you probably would not find one now. That's correct. Everybody you can't have, find it now. You wouldn't. You wouldn't find one now. Everybody have Lexus. <laughs> yep. 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 Jamaica, Jamaica was Jamaica. Jamaica is where I took my day off. I took my day off in Jamaica. Yeah. 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 It makes me feel like right. it makes me feel like if I'm back in Antigua. You know, it makes me feel like I'm back home. Mountains. Did you ever go up in the Blue Mountains? Yeah, that's yeah. I've had a friend of mine who used to work on the ship. He used to plant coffee, and he had he had um, a farm up in a Blue Mountain area. He had so I used to see all these things. Yeah, you know, nice, nice. Mm-hmm. You know, Lynn was talking about goats just now. I didn't know we had wild goats in Antigua, up Boggy Peak, well, and so. But we have, but we have, but we have deers. We have deers in Barbuda. In Barbuda, really? Yes. Yeah, there's deers in Barbuda. There are deers. Yes. Wow. And it's perhaps the only island in the Caribbean that has deers. And yeah, there's deers in Barbuda. 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 That's why Barbuda, Barbuda. That's why Barbuda, Barbuda looks so big and strong. Barbuda has thousand people, isn't it? No, that's about sixteen hundred people. About sixteen hundred people. Oh, fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred. Yes, fifteen hundred. Okay. They got deers over there, and the people big and buff, you know, because they eat mm-hmm. a lot of seafood, you know, and all them stuff. Barbudans smoke into the seafood lifestyle. Mm-hmm. A lot okay. of fish and conks. On, on your coat of arms, is that two deers I see on your coat of arms? Yes, yes. and those are the ones so that were in. I guess, yes, in Barbudans. I guess that's where they came from. Yes. That's correct, yeah. Barbudans a lot of deers. You know, I've never wondered about that, you know. I, that is true. They are deers in the coat of arms. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, that's correct. And, they're deers, that's correct. People thought they were goats, but, but they're, they're deers. <laughs> no, no, I could but see they're they're not natural. They're not natural to Barbuda, are they? Yes. Well, ever since I've been growing up, I've always heard and seen Barbuda has deers. I just read about it. Well, well, it's, it's an island, so that means somebody have to. Um, somebody, that's correct. That's bring correct. Them there that's correct. And then somebody has to them. bring them there. That's correct. Somebody has okay. to bring them there. Yeah, just like in Miami, uh, you see all them Aki tree. That means Jamaica brought them there. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> as, as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, I plant, I planted one and I ate a lot of Aki's from it. I planted avocado, yes, which yes. is we call pear. Yeah, pear. That's what we say. We said the same thing, pear. But no, you know, so no, we don't have too much. We don't have too much aki tree in Antigua. But I've seen aki no. tree in Antigua, but it's not common. No. Oh, come on. I've, I've, I've so, seen the aki tree in in um um and in not Antigua, in Dominica. Dominica, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Some islands have so it, but you? they don't eat it. They don't eat it like this, like what Jamaicans eat it. You know. What? Sacrilege. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they have it in Trinidad and they call it guineps. Guineps? Oh, no. they call it guineps. They call it guineps. 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 His uh-huh. mom loved the ashi, but they call it guineps is what they call it. So oh, they you call know, it get guineps. the ashi and freeze it, and bring bring up the guineps, <laughs> which is ashi. I guess I guess you some know, people, I guess Jamaica, I guess Jamaicans know how to cook it well. Not everybody knows how to cook it. That's why you know. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. Danny. I was saying that I think the Barbadians reverse them, and what they call Akis is what we call Guinness. Mm-hmm. Barbados? But I, I know it, yeah, no. Barbados. Barbados called Akis? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, well, my yeah. my friend is Trini because um, I know he's from Trinidad Big. He's from Trinidad. Right. We call him Trini. And right. his mom, well, I know, yeah. used to love it, you know, so I used to bring it up for him. We we know I know in St. Vincent, in St. Vincent and the Grenadines, they have a lot of, uh, they, 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 have, they actually have the same crop like Jamaica. They have a lot of aki trees in, in St. Vincent and the Grenadines. Mm-hmm. Gentlemen, as we're talking about these islands, what's going on with Liat and Caribbean Airways? Is is Liat still running? I don't don't think so. Liat is still running. You know, the COVID shut down everything, so (laughs) whatever was on the road, COVID put them to sleep. Mm -hmm. uh, Oddly, I was going to ask you if you have the breadfruit tree down there too in Miami. Oh, yeah. I don't have personally, but I've, I've seen it. Yeah, really? And, 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 and yeah. I've seen the breadfruit tree, and, I, and I've seen um, the, the just food, you know, just what? food trees and things like that. Oh, yeah. Super. Yes, a lot of people don't know what to do with them. Oh, my gosh. Another so, step. As, as for the, the coconuts, the Americans, they just cut them off, and I said, okay, come on. I, I want that, my neighbors. He said, you can come and get as much as you want. <laughs> cool. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, you know, as, back, back in those days. Not right now, but when I was living in Pembroke Pines. Uh, well, that is something. Boy, you know, we Jamaicans, what we wouldn't give for Aki and breadfruit. Wow. And, and even, even, even the Americans, even the man. Roast, roast, you know, roast, bread, roast breadfruit, right? Yeah, you guys roasted, right? That's the yeah. first. Th- that's yeah. the first time I had it roast. Yeah. Roast yeah. My my my, my uncle lived in Bokoraton, up in Boca, and um, mm. he his 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 neighbors um some sometime when he goes and they say, oh, you can pick as much as you want the mangoes. It's like they don't, they don't want like the mangoes, and then oh. of course I benefit a lot from that. You know, but mm. the only problem is. Yeah. Most of the time when those mangoes are, oh, uh, uh, the mango season's in, uh, I'm usually in the northern part of the country. I'm in Connecticut. Um, yeah, so well, that, that's you know where I miss I love, out a lot. I, I love both of them, but I'm afraid of Aki because I keep hearing about the poisonous stuff and if you don't prepare it properly. Exactly, no. That's why I only, that's why I only eat it. That's why I only eat it when the Jamaicans cook it because they know how to cook it. Now, when it's open, well, from the pick it off the tree and it's open, when it, when it's open, you're fine. And, you know, yeah. pick that thing from out the middle of it and take the seed off and pick that little thing in it and you're fine. You know, but you don't pick it off the tree and let it open by itself. When it, uh, when it, when it's fixed and ready to go, it's open on its own accord, then you pick those. Yeah. Aki's good, man. Aki's nice. I love it. Uh, so, yeah, it's actually green. It's bad. If but you I know, some, packages, as, as you guys said, I'm in Ohio. I'm in Ohio right now. 
And um, yes. I was coming to the Fort Lauderdale Airport. There's a there's a Jamaican guy just opened a restaurant where I'm at here in Ohio. And um, he said, man, bring me some Aki from Miami, man. So I said, all right. <laughs> so um, there's a neighbor where I used to live in Hollywood. Had some mm-hmm. Aki growing on a tree. And the lady said, I don't know what they are. You can pick them. <laughs> oh, so, I picked, yeah. so I picked them. I picked them. And um, I was coming through. Fort Lauderdale Airport, TSA stopped me and wanted to know what they were. And there was a TS, there was a Jamaican who was a TSA. Look at the lady and said, "Them are Aki man. Them thing they can't eat." Yes. So he saved yeah. me from going through all the hassle because he just said, "Them are Aki man. Them thing they can't eat." And the lady just left me alone because she was going to question yeah. me what they are and all that stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. All right. But no, no, we, yeah, no, it, it, it's sold in tins, you know. And uh, I think when my wife goes up to Canada, she will bring back, you know, half a dozen cans, and uh, it, she has no problems getting them to the airport because they're it's sealed and produced, you know. So, mm-hmm. you know, as we look forward to that, man, I feast, 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 and feast again. Oh, it's very common. It's very common here from New York, Connecticut, anywhere at all. You have the where you have the Caribbean communities, especially Jamaica, and you have mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. in the can. You can you can get mm-hmm. the jump suit in the can in the can as well. Uh, all those people can get in the can. Yeah, yeah, I've seen them in the can. I've seen them in the can. But is it better in the can, or is it better to just have them natural and pick them? Well, well, of course it's gonna be tasting better. There's no preservative right. or anything right. when right. it gets natural. But in the right. can, it's, it's really good because when I have it now, okay. when I'm up north, you know, I, I buy this all okay. And I, I, I buy a couple of cans, uh, of, right. and it's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Even my, my uh, American uh, buddy tried it. If I knew how to cook it, I would be eating it on a regular basis. Oh, I know. man. The ackee is good for you. No? People don't know that. The ackee is good for you. Yeah. Well, Stafford, Stafford yep. used to be... Stafford knows how to cook them a, a lot. I see him yeah, down there. Yeah, is good for you. Clearing the ackee. Clearing the ackee too. Yeah, it's good for you. He knows a lot. He knows a lot yeah. about that. But before we go, let me, allow me to just give some credit to some people who made this show possible. Just want to start, start with uh, Travis. Travis has been a source of inspiration to me and and help in many, many ways. Sharice, we have to play low rider before we go anyway. Uh, and of course, Cheryl. Cheryl is in, 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 in Holland and she woke up and said, she's going to just call me anytime. She made the flyer. So I'm grateful for her. At the time, I thank my niece, Debbie. Debbie lives in New Jersey. And she um, said, Uncle Leon, I'll do anything for you. I'll just talk about the flag. Um, my other niece, Joan. She read the, the Prime Minister, not the Prime, the Governor General's address, of course. Mm-hmm. And then Fiol Thorne, she read the the other address that we had here. She read the one, the other one as well. So, and Connie was not able to read one, but luckily for us, we were able to get the Prime Minister's address live this morning. So we had it that we could um, present it. But just want to thank all the panelists who came on this evening. And Debbie and Dawn, of course, our special guest, Barbara Coates, and she was wonderful, wasn't she? She was good. 
I like mm-hmm. her, her, her demeanor. I just wish her well. And of course, Judge Peter, you're always there for not only legal advice, but advice, but you always here to help us. And all the others, want to thank the Cricket Show, because were it not for the Cricket Show, we would not have been able to present the, the um, this program tonight. Ivor Henry, or the ones in the seat, Simon O'Brien, Linford McKenzie, Jaden Patel, Virgil Francis. I tried to get Virgil Francis, but it's the man went to the went to the um, answering machine, so he probably went to bed early. Um, other than that, I just thank everybody who helped us make this show a, a success, and I thoroughly enjoyed myself and the work that we put in. Really came to to be because we are able to get the prime minister, the leader of the opposition, the um, the governor general, and of course we were able to get Barbara. And we were hoping to get uh, another guest, but he couldn't get you again. So thanks a lot, folks. And we just want to say, anyone want to say anything before we say goodnight? Because it's almost five minutes before our closing time. And it's past oddly's bedtime. I know. <laughs> I know it's um, past a lot of, past, past a lot of us bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> well, well. Gentlemen, it was a good conversation. I can't wait to go to Antigua to go Bob you to see the deers. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I see all the other stuff there, but it's nice having the conversation with fellow islanders. Well, well before you go before you go, Judge, what is your favorite your favorite um Creole word? So you talk with to what? somebody say, where you come from. What's your favorite what's your favorite Creole word? Oh, um, probably Yaman. <laughs> Yaman. Yes, man. Yaman. Yeah, Yaman. Maybe Jamaicans don't call it that. In Antigua, we said that. 
What, what do you call it? What's the name? Well, we, have, we have to say it. We have to say it. We will really are men. We have to say it explicitly for them to understand. You know, <laughs> but as well say it explicitly. Good. Brown. You want me to say it, Leah? Yes, yes. What Leah is saying, night style, night style. Instead of saying shit card, instead of saying shit card, we say night style. You know, <laughs> we have pit latrines. We have pit yes, latrines in the backyard, and they have a container. And they yes. are the guys who work that ship. They're also in the night. That nobody they only pick them up at night. They don't pick them up during the day. So at night now, when they're coming, people start scattering. I think. So we call it shit yard. You know, the local people say shit yard, but in in the right terms of saying it proper is night soil. Okay. Guys, say your goodbyes one by one. Two seconds. Two seconds. I just time one up. Well, good good night. Good night, everyone. Good night, guys. It was nice. It was pleasure talking to. Odd Lee and the other gentlemen. Uh, yeah, Peter Dennis. and Leon, Dennis. good. Yeah, Dennis, yeah. Go ahead. Dennis, Dennis quick and yes, short. Good, yeah. good night, all. It's a wonderful show. Join walking down memory lane and happy anniversary yeah. to Antigua Barbuda. How about yeah, you? Man, thank you. Happy, happy 40th anniversary to Antigua Barbuda. Good night. Yes, thank good you. Night. Everybody, good night to you all. It was a joy. It was a pleasure. And we enjoyed it immensely. And I hope the folks who have heard it would have enjoyed it as much as we do. We're going out with Latoka. Good night.